It's the Clapback Show. Kevy Kev on the microphone. With information that you need to know. Stay tuned and listen to the show. Hit the share and let everybody know. The Clapback is on. The Clapback is on. The Clap, Clap, Clap back is on. Clap back. Clap, clap. Clap back. Clap back. Clap back is on. This is your host of Clapback, Kevy Kev. If you'd like to be a part of the Clapback Nation, please do so at clapback770 at gmail.com. That's clapback770 at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, you have a point of view you'd like to discuss, again, please get in touch with us at clapback770 at gmail.com. Well, it's Monday morning, early in the morning. We wanted to come and speak with you about Oregon has decriminalized the use uh, of hard drugs. Uh, They have decriminalized this. uh, Small amounts of hard drugs have been decriminalized. And I was watching a program on CNN where they were talking about how the Oregon has decided to decriminalize hard drugs. And the individual that was on there was a white lady and she had sold heroin to one of her friends who overdosed. She was prosecuted by the Oregon judicial system. They spent millions of dollars prosecuting her and her answer and her uh, conversation surrounding this was saying that Oregon was wrong for prosecuting her and where were all the resources that they used to prosecute her and her friends that were using hard drugs. And I find this very uh, peculiar and almost offensive when I think in terms of all of the African-American men and women and minorities that are in prisons across America for the use of marijuana. And it is another um, identification of systemic racism in that prior to the epidemic of white people using drugs that affect their families, everyone was saying, lock the black people up. And now across America, there is a sympathy and an empathy for drug users, mainly non-blacks and non-minorities, but there's a sympathy for white people when they get hooked on drugs that now everyone is talking about treatment, but they're not going back and fixing all of the issues that were caused by the laws that were in place 
that stripped American families apart, that tore up the black community, separated fathers from their children and from their companions, took away the means of economic stability, um, parenthood, fatherhood, discipline, healthcare, and all of these things. And now everyone wants to look at it as a mental health or health crisis. And I find this very offensive, again, because in America, when black people are doing something, it is the most horrific thing that can be done. But when the white culture transfers into the activities of those that are typically geared toward African-Americans and minorities, laws begin to change because what happens is now it is the politicians children it is the judges and the lawyers children and grandchildren it is the police captains children and grandchildren it's the police officers children and grandchildren it is the doctors and lawyers their children and grandchildren that are now affected in the same manner as black people. I remember growing up watching 48 hours on crack street. I believe that was the name of it. When the crack epidemic hit America and we seen how it wiped out inner cities, plummeted inner cities, took away finances from the inner city, took away pride from the inner city, families were broken up, and police forces, along with, at that time, Nancy Reagan, who was the first lady of America, came out with say no to drugs, and there was a war on drugs, there was a continuation of what Nixon did, and criminalized drugs, and task force were set up to go in and tear down the homes of African-Americans and raid their homes and arrest them in front of their children. No doubt we saw a lot of gang violence where black on black crime rose to epidemic proportions. And because there was a financial gain in selling drugs, but as the children of the suburbs came down into the cities as they left their perched, parched mansions of Hollywood to go down into Los Angeles, leaving their palaces in certain American communities to go into the inner cities and buy drugs and use drugs. Typically, what we used to see is that Methamphetamine was the choice of, of, of most white people. But as cocaine became more accessible, of course, marijuana, then as white people got hooked on heroin and other types of hard drugs, people wanted to take a different look and a different approach. Now, I'm not necessarily against the approach, but what irks me is, again, the fact that no one has gone back 
and dealt with the wrongs that were done in the black community. It is almost like we get sentenced, but when the correction comes, there's no correcting of what was done wrong. And in many cases, it was our very own government that sent drugs into the black community. They even paid some black gang members to sell that poison in our communities to fund wars, to fund corporations, to fund all sorts of things. And no one deals with the issue of how do we repair an entire community that was destroyed through drug use while we're trying to treat those now that are using the same drugs and now we see it as a public health crisis because again, it is the white children that are experiencing addiction. It is white children that are experiencing tearing up the family and now the rabbi or the priest has to talk about their child being on drugs. The politician has to talk about their child abusing alcohol and drugs where before it was always in the black community. And so Oregon has decided to pass a law in the state of Oregon <clears throat> where they have decided to decriminalize the use a portion of hard drugs. Skip right over marijuana that's on schedule A, schedule 1. And they have now decided to decriminalize the use of certain amounts of heroin and certain amounts of other type of hard drugs. Now, Oregon is the first. Of course, I'm sure that there are other states that will be looking at the model of Oregon, taking their lead from Oregon. And I suspect that over the next years, um, 10, 15, 20 years, they will decriminalize the use of hard drugs across this nation. Um, we already see that states are moving toward legalization of marijuana, not only for medicinal purposes, but for recreation use. So we do understand that that is probably going to happen across the nation. At some point in time, the federal government is going to decriminalize the use of marijuana uh, because there's just so much money in it. And in order for them to get the taxes and the money from that particular drug, they're going to have to somehow make it legal. Uh, you know where states are selling marijuana or allowing marijuana to be grown, allowing marijuana to be had, allowing individuals to carry marijuana. These laws are passed on a state level, but it is still a crime at the federal level. So a lot of um, all of these businesses, none of them can get bank accounts. It's a cash business. But the government sees the billions of dollars and they're trying to figure out how to be able to make it legal so that the federal government can stick its hand in and get uh, money out of that industry. So we, we know that that is coming. But as that is coming, we also see a shifting toward how we view the use of hard drugs. Now, what does this say to our society? This says to our society that we are okay with people who will use hard drugs. And we know what happens with people who use hard drugs. Typically, these people get involved in criminal activity to support their habits. Of course, families will be ruined. We've all seen intervention. So you'll have families that are destroyed. But we're okay with it. 
we are moving further and further away from a civilized society. A society in which hard drugs will become the norm of the day. A society in which it's okay to be high. You know, I worked for a company before out of San Francisco. I won't say the name of the company, but I was based in Austin, Texas. And on this particular job, they had wine and keg beer and alcohol all throughout the building. And employees were allowed to drink throughout the day as long as their drinking did not affect their production or their customer service. Now, can you imagine going to work and having free liquor? I mean, what is our society really going to? What what are we doing? We're, we're, you see, in our country, we either go too far to the left or we go too far to the right. We don't know how to be balanced because we live in a society where no one wants to be told what to do, but everybody wants to make the rules. And in order to make the rules, then by virtue of making the rules, you're telling people what to do, but you just don't want to be told what to do. We want to have freedom and liberty with no responsibility. And you cannot have freedom and liberty without responsibility and without boundaries. But when we live in a boundless society, we live in a society that is no longer civilized. We live in a society where you can do what you want to do and there's no consequences. They don't have to worry about defunding the police. If we continue down this path, we will have a lawless society that says, Whatever you as an individual in the society wants to do, it's okay to do. And so we see even in in our states where um, we're not even unified on the age of consensual sex. In some states, it's as low as 15 years old that you can have consensual sex with someone. At 15 years old, 16 years old, their mind is not developed. But a grown man can have sex with a 15 or 16 year old based upon which state they live in. So an invisible line is the determining factor of whether or not a grown man is raping or molesting a child versus having consensual sex. We're living in a society that is moving further and further away from being a reasonable society that has boundaries, boundaries are good. We cannot live in a limitless society where one can choose to do what he or she wants to do. Legalization of hard drugs today, even though they're only doing a small amount, that amount will continue to rise. Why? Because it's impacting white families. When it was black and brown people, they didn't care. Lock them up. Mandatory sentences. Now there's white people, treatment, 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 allow them to use drugs, decriminalize it, provide them with needles, provide them with a place to shoot their heroin, provide them with places to do the things that we as normal citizens would not do. This is where America is going and America is headed in a downward spiral It is headed in a downward spiral. Parents won't be able to tell their children that they cannot use drugs because we are on the verge of legalizing the use of all drugs. It only starts with a small thing 
and then it will continue to grow. So Oregon's been first. Let's see who's going to be next. Hey, thank you for listening. This has been your host today of Clap Back. My name is Kevin Kev. I want you to tune in every day where you get your podcast. You can email us at clapback770 at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple, iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Make sure that you follow. Make sure that you share. Make sure that you like. Leave a comment. <coughs> Pardon me. Get in touch with us at clapback770 at gmail.com. Until the next time, remember, it's time to clap back.